Welcome to the Holsey B. Mark radio station. Listen, share, follow. Be part of the journey. Listen to things from cryptozoology, UFO, comedy, music, interviews, Freddy the Free Car Show, and much, much more. Enjoy the show. Hi, welcome to the Holsey B. Mark podcast show. And tonight, my guests. Is Ray Bay, I think that runs straight away, <laughs> a CW original, as well as part of the pro wrestling favourite family, the Dudley Brothers, aka Chubby Dudley, who is now the award winning host of Totally Driven Radio, celebrity interviews for six plus years, public speaker, foodie, and entrepreneur. So, and have been diagnosed with sarcoidosis, which I've never heard of, two years ago, which is a rare autoimmune disease that took the lives of comedian Bernie Mac and NFL legend Reggie White, and is my guest tonight. Thanks for having me. Now, uh, how did you get started in wrestling? I was a big fan of wrestling uh, growing up. Uh, it probably started watching wrestling around 12 years old. And um, I never, as a young teenager, teenager, I never thought to myself, like, oh, I want to be a professional wrestler. Um, I always wanted to be, like, a, a rock musician, playing bands, be, like, the, the quote-unquote rock star. And, um, <laughs> you know, most people have a backup plan of going to school or something like that. But my backup plan actually became pro wrestling because I just became so obsessed with it. And, you know, in the world of uh, music, you never really saw, like, overweight guys, uh, you know, on stage. It was, it was just something you never saw. And I always had a weight problem. And I thought, wow, like, it, it, I would fit right into pro wrestling. I could be overweight and get away with it and it'd be all good. So um, at, when I was 20 years old, I, uh, my brother-in-law was working with a guy who was a pro wrestler locally, and he uh, introduced me to him, and uh, the guy told me, like, you have to actually go to school for this, and, and train, and the schooling takes, you know, anywhere from six months to a year, and, you know, <laughs> the, the rest is kind of history, where I, I ended up selling all my musical equipment for my down payment for professional wrestling school, and, uh, joined wrestling school September of 1990. What do you think of the current re-immersion of um, ECW in um, Impact Wrestling? You, you know, um, ECW was such a, um, a, a monumental time in the world of professional wrestling. It was, it was truly, um, like, like when I was there and part of it, I knew wrestling history was being made. Um, it, it was just so special, and, you know, we're, we're going on close to 20 years later since ECW closed, and it, it goes to show you the impact that it really left where, you know, WWE many times has used the, the ECW, you know, um, name and, and style and impact is doing the same and other promotions around the world have done the same, and they still 
we'll do tie-ins with a lot of the the guys that were very important and instrumental in the success of ECW. So, uh, you know, I look at it like it's a definite, um, it's a a definite, um, you know, humbling thing that it's still, all these years later, people are still trying to recapture that. So I'm very honored by that. I know you left the uh, wrestling business. Uh, have you recently made any comebacks? A- am I going to make a comeback? Yeah. No, no. You, you know what? I, I actually, um, I, I left the world of professional wrestling initially about 16, 17 years ago. I was involved for a little bit here and there, um, just minor things. Uh, and then I really just kind of closed the door on pro wrestling until... Uh, late last year where I used to actually uh, run run my own promotion here in the Philadelphia area and uh, one of my old business partners restarted the promotion that I used to run and um, he asked me to come back as a commentator and I really didn't want to do it I was kind of kicking and screaming and for about a month uh, him and a few other people that were involved old friends of mine kept asking me to come back and come back and I finally decided to come back as a commentator so uh, I've been doing commentating, and then I kind of just threw my name out there into the water to see if anybody was interested in booking me for anything. And I've been getting booked on, um, like, these conventions and stuff like that. I actually do have a booking on a show uh, end of the summer in West Virginia. Um, so it, it's kind of cool, but actually stepping into the ring, it's probably just not going to happen anymore just because of um, the, the illness that I have, uh, sarcoidosis. I mean, it probably – I mean, it it could, but as of right now, I don't think it would. Um, you know, I, I've actually started in the last month really um, hitting the gym and trying to get myself in better shape health-wise, not looking at wrestling or anything like that. Uh, you know, I'm going to be 50 years old next year, and I don't think it's a, a smart move for me at this time. Yeah, I, I see sometimes, I see people like The Undertaker, and I look at him now. And you can see he's wrestling very. You can see he's wrestling very badly now. He's hardly using one arm, and I think his hips are gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, there's a guy who's, you know, been been wrestling for over 30 years consistently. He, you know, he he he's been doing you know a few hundred shows a year for many many years. Um, so his body has really taken a beating. Um, so when you get to, the, you know, somebody like him or Mick Foley, once they hit that age of around 50, um, where they put their body on the line so much, you, you can't, you just can't keep up that pace that you did when you were in your 30s. Do you think that wrestling at the current way is, do you think that w, w, WEE is taken over too much, or do you think the independent scene is still, like, out there, putting on the good shows that it tends to do? You know, I mean, pretty much WWE has dominated the wrestling scene for, you know, a better part of the last 15 years. Um, But there's been a few of the promotions that have really been coming on strong as of late that are really, you know, putting on amazing shows and really um, making people's heads turn and they're getting noticed and they're drawing huge, huge crowds for independent promotions. I mean, you have this AEW, which is um, 
Dusty Rhodes' son, uh, Cody, his promotion with the, the tag team, the Young Bucks. I mean, they're drawing over 10,000 people. I think they just did their third show. I mean, which is unheard of. Like, ECW never drew 10,000 people uh, to, to one of their actual shows. I mean, if it was a WWE presented ECW, that's different. But ECW itself, I, I'm almost positive they never drew uh, 10,000 people. Um, but, but you have them, you have Ring of Honor, um, New Japan is really making a big splash in the American market right now. It, it's a really, really good time for wrestling as, uh, a, for, for both people, whether you're a fan of wrestling or for the guys and girls that are in the wrestling business, uh, you know, it, it's a very good time for everybody involved right now. Have you ever thought about writing a book about being on the road and how it was like? You know what, I, I've, Every interview I end up doing, I've been asked um, to write a book, whether to do, uh, to talk about uh, the the life that I've lived and experienced, including with uh, all the craziness of wrestling. I I have, (laughs) yeah, I I have been asked to to write a book. And honestly, I would love to do it. I just, I would need somebody to really sit down and help me. I know you've got um, your own radio show that you uh, do as well. Yeah, I've been doing a show called uh, Totally Driven Radio for, uh, it's actually coming up, October will be seven years. Um, I started it, uh, you know, seven years ago, and we started, uh, real, like, we started with an hour show, just talking, uh, you know, stuff in entertainment or sports, uh, me and my co-host, and it, it just really started picking up, and we realized that an hour wasn't enough, and then we went to two hours, like, after a year, and then we ended up expanding, like, another year later to three hours and we also after the first year like started getting involved with celebrity interviews or music interviews wrestling interviews and we've had um some of the biggest names in the entertainment business people who've won academy awards or grammy awards or you know all types of of, like prestigious you know uh sports uh, champions have come on the show like we've talked to so many people that we've looked up to whether we were a kid or now in, in our current age, um, who we admire their work, whether it's sports or entertainment. Um, and, and we've, a lot of, the crazy thing is a lot of these people we've ended up maintaining very great friendships with where, you know, like they'll sit and shoot me emails or send me text messages. And I just kind of look at my phone. I'm like, it's just very weird when some of these people are like, shooting you a text and you're like wow how did this happen <laughs> but it's it, it's been an amazing experience and um yeah we're, we're live every thursday night and we do a three-hour show and uh, we have coming up this week um uh Gab- gabrielle stone who's the daughter of d wallace who just uh, released uh just wrote a book uh we have her mom d wallace coming on the show who's been in movies like et and cujo she's coming on the show later this month so i mean we have all types of people from from all uh, all realms of entertainment, it's a lot of fun, and we also combine that with we throw like entertainment news and stuff in there. But we end up really talking about me and my co-host Nick Wilkinson. We talk about our ourselves and our lives and what's going on in our lives, and we get really personal. We talk, uh, you know, whether we're having health issues or family issues or any type of issues in life, or or we talk things that we love, like we both love to eat. So we talk a lot about food. Um, we talk a lot about music. We we do like music countdowns and stuff. We have a lot of fun with it. Do you still do your music? 
You know what? I, I don't. I, I, I kind of, it's something I kind of regret um, because uh, as I sit in my little studio in my basement where I do my show, I have uh, a wall of guitars that stare at me every day, and I, I haven't played, you know, I, I literally just picked up a guitar for the first time in probably a few years the other day, and I, and I just kind of like, well, why did I ever stop? And it, Yeah, I suppose if you put your mind to it and... and I reckon you get back to the standard you was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, yeah, it just comes down to like time. I, I don't have enough time in a day between um, doing a show, uh, promoting a show, uh, also working <laughs> to pay the bills. You know, so it, it becomes a lot of uh, uh, trying to be a, a father and everything. It just becomes a, a lot of time involved in a day. I, I need like twenty eight hours a day. I think. Now, who was your most favourite guest, your weirdest guest, and the worst guest you ever had on your show? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, favourite guest. Um, I, I always, you know, the first one that always pops in my mind is Joey Kramer, the drummer from the band Aerosmith, because he, um, like, like, I instantly was instantly starstruck because here's you know Joey Kramer sold a million albums and kind of like blown away being a big fan of Aerosmith but he instantly like shot me down at, you know and, and put me like in my place like he's just a normal guy and we had an amazing conversation um, so Joey Kramer is definitely one of them um, we, ju- we just talked to a few months ago uh, Bo Duke from the Dukes of Hazard. that was somebody who I grew up like idolizing uh, being a kid, I wanted to be Bo Duke. Um, uh, who, 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 what were the other ones? Who was the... Who was the weirdest guest you've ever interviewed? And who was the worst guest you've ever interviewed? Uh, okay, so the weirdest interview we ever did was um, a guy named Paul Shortino. He sang in a band called Rough Cut, and he was the second singer in the band Quiet Riot, and he was drunk. And we ended up talking uh, for an hour and like about 20 minutes into it I kind of realized like he was a little drunk or something was going on but he didn't admit it till about 45 minutes in and he finally said he was drinking sake but we never talked about his musical career at all it was all about um, this book I, I, I wish I remember what the book was I, I want to read the book because he was like it was all about just love and being one with the universe and he was just it, it was like a weird interview but it was like a really peaceful calming interview at the same time it, it, it was definitely interesting now obviously you you don't really want, like to admit the worst guest you've ever been but there must have been one you thought mm. <laughs> worst guess, worst guess, worst guess um probably Anyway, just because I wasn't too familiar with him, and I, it, it was definitely my fault, and, and I he caught me on it, and it was, oh, I forget what his name is, um, actor Robert Dobby. Robert, he was, in, uh, he was in The Goonies and a whole bunch of other movies, The Expendables and stuff like that. Um, and, and he was just, he was very... I don't want to say standoffish, but 
you know, very, you know, short answer to the point, you know what I mean? Like kind of yes and no's and, and just, it wasn't like, it was probably the one interview I wish I had to do over for sure. I mean, there's been a few, but I mean, that one instantly comes to mind. Now, you, can you tell me about your illness? Because I've never, ever heard of it. You know what? I didn't either <laughs> until I found out I had it. Um, so it's called sarcoidosis. Um, about two and a half years ago, I was having, um, actually, which it wasn't related, but this is how we ended up finding out I had it. I was having major uh, back issues where I was having problems like sitting, standing up, walking, just extreme, extreme pain in my uh, lower back. And it was going on for like six weeks to where if I'm not like a person that like likes to go to the doctors or the hospital, but if it gets to be really bad, it's like I give in, like I, I surrender, I'll do it. And I actually, it gets so bad one night, like I actually went to the hospital, it was just that bad. And they started doing testing and all, and then nothing was coming up. And then they had me do a follow-up with my primary doctor, uh, you know, that week. And they sent the results to him. And then he sent me for more, like, testing and CAT scans and MRIs. And it was, this, I'll never forget, it was the scariest thing. He calls me up on a Friday at 5 p.m. He was literally getting ready to leave his office. And he calls me up and he says, hey, uh, hey, Basso, uh, I just, and that's my real name. He goes, hey, Basso, hey, I, I just want to give you a heads up. I got your results here. And I'm looking over your scans and everything, and your lymph nodes are all enlarged. So I think it's possible you might have cancer. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, so what do we do now? Like, what, what does this mean? He's like, well, I'm not sure. He's like, but we got to send you for more tests. So um, call me back on Monday, and I'm going to refer you to an oncologist, and we're going to start doing more testing. And I'm like, well, why didn't you just call me Monday? Why you got me sitting there all weekend thinking I have cancer? Like, I was freaking out because both of my parents both died of cancer. So I was like a mess. Um, so come next week, I start going to see this oncologist. I start going through these testing. And um, they had to turn around and do a biopsy in my neck and cut my neck and take a, uh, a lymph node out of my neck and do a biopsy of it. And... They said to me, they said, look, here, here's the situation. It's either going to come back that you have cancer, uh, lymphoma, or sarcoidosis. And I, I remember sitting in the office, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, what's sarcoidosis? And they're like, well, it's kind of like this lung disease, autoimmune disease. I'm like, well, I, obviously I want that one, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? And... Um, so I had the, the biopsy done. They did that, and it came back. Uh, I got the results a few days later that it was sarcoidosis. So I'm like, all right, great. I don't have cancer. Um, so what's now the deal with this sarcoidosis? And I start, like, researching it and all, and I find out um, comedian Bernie Mac died from sarcoidosis when he was 50 years old. I was like, whoa, okay. And then it comes out, you know, this is what uh, NFL legend, Hall of Famer Reggie White had, who also passed away in his, like, or mid to late 40s and I'm like alright this is like no joke now this is like serious and I start um, joining groups on Facebook and finding out more about it and literally what it is it's, it's like my lymph nodes are enlarged and it literally just attacks your body to where you're in a um, chronic pain uh, chronic fatigue chronic breathing problems and that, that's how it affects me 
some people have it so much worse. Like, I've joined these Facebook groups, and, and it's, it's so sad and horrifying um, what I see these people go through. Like, some people have to end up getting lung transplants. And as a matter of fact, a girl who I went to, uh, she was a few years older than me, but we went to the same grade school together. She has it, and she had a lung transplant. She's had such major health issues ever since, and it, it's it's a really scary disease that really not many people know about, and they're really starting more and more um, to raise awareness about it, and they actually, in April, is Sarcoidosis Awareness Month, and I've noticed the last few years on television, if you watch, like, certain doctor shows and all, they end up, they've started to include sarcoidosis into storylines, which I, I kind of, like, get happy about, because it, it's bringing, it, that's an amazing way to raise awareness for people that don't know what it is, because not many people know what it is, and it's a really, really scary, horrifying disease for some that people are going through um, horrible, horrible conditions. I, I mean, I get, like, from time to time, like, skin legions and stuff like that, like, and, and again, my, the way I have it is not that bad, and I don't complain at all, because I see what these other people go through, and my heart breaks, it really does. No, I know, I see that you like to do a bit of comedy, what kind of style of comedy do you do? I, I, I you know what, I've never, I, I've done, like, uh, some, some, like roast and stuff on radio shows, uh, some wrestling radio shows. People have asked me to do roast some people. Uh, stand up is something I've always wanted to do, but I just never did. And I have a lot of friends that do stand up, and uh, a lot of people in the you know that I've interviewed that I've become friends with that do stand up. And it's it's something I always. I, first off, I love to laugh, and I, I love when people can make me laugh. So when I, when I go to these uh, stand-up shows, I, I, I just have the best time, and I, and I would love to be able to, to make some people laugh. Now, can you explain to me what roasting is? Because it's not a term I'm, I'm familiar with over in the UK. Okay, so, so roasting is when um, uh, they'll pit, say uh, somebody, somebody wanted to roast me. So what they would do is they would pick, uh, you know, a, a, what they call a dais, and they would get, like anywhere from five to ten people and each one would take a turn and go and make jokes about me. Ah. I like the so idea of the concept, yeah. Sort of yeah, like so what we would call over the UK taking the piss. There, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so so like ten people would take a piss on me. If you, that's the way you want to put it. <laughs> um, and, do you, do you do like um, a regular? Do you do like a a support thing for your illness in your area? You know what? I I, I should. I really should. And a person who's helped me tremendously through this whole um, situation of, of sarcoidosis and really has taught me so much and really helped me um, deal with it is um, former MTV VJ um, Karen Duffy who. Um, she she was a, a VJ in the 90s on MTV, and she was uh, an actress and a model, and she was uh, her career was starting to really explode, and she just kind of disappeared in the late 90s. And it was one of them ones, like, years later, you, you wonder to yourself, hey, what, whatever happened to Duff from MTV? And I found out uh, right, right after I was diagnosed, about a few months 
maybe six months after I was diagnosed, that she had it or has it, and she um, has been a person who's really helped raise awareness for it, and she was actually in the process of releasing a book about it, and it's called Backbone, and it's really about um, being a strong person dealing with a chronic illness, and she, like, makes a lot of jokes about it and stuff like that, but her condition is really bad to where hers affects her her, uh, her nervous system, so it's, like, tough for her to wear, wear certain clothes that touch her back because she gets up in so much pain, and um, at times she's got to walk with a cane, so, I mean, she's she's had a really rough go at it, but whenever, and, and you know what, I haven't talked with her in a few months, I, I need to really need to reach out to her, um, whenever I've had, like, uh, any, like, feeling down at all or anything, like, I just shoot her an email, and we just email back and forth, and she always brings me back to life, she just, you know, calm down, like, she'll, she'll sit me down and calm me down, and and, you know, explain things to me, and she's just an amazing person, and uh, she does some support groups in New York, and I think, you know, I need to talk to her and definitely learn more from her about doing that, because she's a tremendous person. Why don't we do a regular show on another radio station I work for? I like to cover different things that nobody's ever heard of, so I probably will cover your illness as well. I'll reach out to people that have got it, to sort okay. of like do a little personal bit as well. Sure, absolutely. Because I think that's worth it's sort of like informing people. Like, like over here, some people might think, oh, well, I've heard of it. I mean, it's like I've got small vessel disease of the brain, which is like cognitive skills and balance and speech and spelling and all sorts of weird and wonderful things. So I, I understand where you're coming from. It it's getting doctors to believe get the getting the diagnosis in the first place is a is, is, is like you say you don't you get like oh you've got dementia okay thank you you've got Alzheimer's yeah <laughs> but you're ill but you're not ill okay <laughs> yeah it, it's hard for you know like you said it's hard you know you know there's something going on you know there's something wrong like when, when I was um you know. I knew there was something wrong with me, you know, it, it, like after I, the diagnosis of sarcoidosis, like sitting down and going through everything, I'm like, well, it all makes sense now. Now I understand why I've had this issue or that issue and this issue. It, it really all came together and really just made a lot of sense to me. And I, yeah, exactly. Like sometimes, and I was going to doctors for years with, you know, a symptom of this, a symptom of that, but we never would have checked for sarcoidosis uh, until these cat scans. How do you cope with your family life? Do you fit everything in? I mean, I know you just said earlier on that you've got a wife and kids. I imagine they'd like to see you occasionally. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's, um, it's I, I'm a roller coaster of emotions. I'm a human being. <laughs> I really am. Um, I, I battle depression. Uh, I go see a therapist once a week. I'm on medication for depression. Um, I have good days. I have bad days. Um, you know, so it, it's uh, it, it's definitely a roller coaster ride being with me. <laughs> um, it, it's tough, you know, because uh, some days I could just wake up and you know something 
I, and I don't know what it is, but something just has me down and just feeling depressed. And then, you know, something will snap me out of it and it'll, it'll be good. But, you know, my problem over the years is where I've turned to, you know, food or alcohol a lot over the years to try to cope with things. And, and you know, that's just not, you know, not the issue because it's, you know, I've battled weight. Like I said, I've battled weight all my life and. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's finding the, the right things, to, the good things to, to make you happy. Well, I drive my wife up the wall because I have OCD, which uh, affects my anxiety, and I get quite manic occasionally. So I I think it might mean you can sympathise with our family a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, my, my wife has OCD. I'm the exact opposite. Now, um... If you was to have a TV type documentary about your life or a little film about your life, who would play it? Ooh. Oh, 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 I know. Um, uh, let me look up his name real quick. It's, um,. He's uh, from the TV show Kings and Queens, um, or King of Queens. Uh, he's in all the... Uh, oh, the one who played the, the mall cop guy. Yes, yes. Uh, what is his name? I always I forget his name. I know he's a professional, um, or he was Kevin a James. professional MAA fighter. Kevin James, yeah. I, I, I think Kevin James could play me. I, I think I've, I think we've covered quite a lot what you do. <laughs> That's a good question. I've never been asked that one. I've asked it, but I've, I've never been asked that one myself. That's a good one. Well, I'm trying to think of something off the cuff. Um, now, uh, have you got anything that people can go to or look at you want to promote? Please do. Uh, Social media is the best way. Um, I'm very active on social media. I'm very active on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, they can look me up, Bay Ragney. I have a, uh, a page for my wrestling. I have Chubby Dudley. Or for um, the radio, just look up Totally Driven Entertainment or Totally Driven Radio. Just like us, love us, follow us, shoot me a message. You know, I, I answer all fan questions. Uh, it's, it's always me. I'm always on there. Uh, well, um, if you're ever looking for a British guest to just pass the time with, look me up. Yeah. I don't mind being uh, being on the show. People may have never heard of me, but, you know, I'll turn up and put the show on. I'm very good live. So, so my favourite show, my favourite TV show of all time is a British show. And I recently, about six months ago, introduced my daughters to it. And they absolutely loved it. I have to ask if you're a fan of it. Faulty Towers. Oh my God! Yes, it's the most brilliant show ever. Have you watched a bit with the attacks the car? Oh yeah, of course, of course. I've been watching that show since I was a kid. Love that show. It, it, it deliberately ran its short uh, short episodes because he yeah. he, re- he realised he reached his peak. And he thought if he carried it on, it would have died. It's sort of like have gone downhill, like some comedies do. It's amazing. only one season, it, it, but it's amazing. Greatest TV show ever. I love that show. 
Yeah, I, I would highly. Um, I, I don't know if you ever can get it over there. Called a show called Dad's Army. Okay. Look that up. It's a very old. It's very British, but okay. it, it, you'll you'll look at it and you'll you you'll get the humour. Interesting. I'll have to check that one out. I'll have to look for it. So, uh, right, right. Well, before we go, I normally like to do a unique sign-off before at the end of the show. Now, I'm going to ask you, your, what is your unique sign-off, Bay? My unique sign-off? It could be anything you like. You can roast me, you can do a, a wrestling promo, you can do a sing and a dance, I don't know, whatever you choose. Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do a little, a little thing where... Uh... How about this? Hey everybody, this is Bay Ragney, a.k.a. Chubby Dudley ECW Original from the original Extreme Championship Wrestling. And if you are not listening to the Ghost Man, I'm putting you through a table. <laughs> Wait, here's mine to you, Bay. <clears throat> I talked to some American chap. He used to be your buddy boy. Oh, so they say. He was on a bit on the, the chubby side. He don't say that to his face, or you may end up in a table, or a chair, <laughs> or to your face. He hosts a show called Totally Driven Radio, where he sorts of celebrities you may know. He's a bit of a foodie, a speaker, and an entrepreneur, which basically means he likes to be there. He has a disease that's hard to say. S-A-R-C-O-I-D-O-S-I-S. Look it up, folks. You may not know what it's like, but he knows it. what to do. He's a great guest, so have him on your show. Like me, too. So good night, thank you very much, and ta-da! That's it. <laughs> that was good. That was a good one. <laughs>